Baruch Hashem, Hashem should protect Israel. We only have a couple of minutes uh, for a short shiur. Uh, we'll just say it should be Today's shiur is dedicated for the success of Israel, for the success of the IDF soldiers who are in the Al Shifa hospital uh, right now, <coughs> fighting terror on our behalf. Uh, Hashem should be with them. Uh, Hashem should return them. Hashem should return all of the hostages also back to their families. Um, in good health, Israel Hashem. We should only hear good news from Israel. Today's year is dedicated to Niftarim for Let's uh, start. We only have a few minutes. Okay, so she, then so last uh, two nights ago we left off from There's a prohibition to delay a burial. When somebody passes away, we are required to bury them immediately. We're required to bury them right away. You should know that uh, after these attacks on October 7th, they had very difficult questions for the Rabbanut. Uh, they, they were finding bodies, but bodies that they didn't identify. They couldn't, it took time until you could identify, do you even know who it is? And um, are you allowed to delay a burial until you find out who somebody else, and who's, who the person is? Because uh, there are b- bodies that were burned, bodies that were found in parts. You have to bury all the different parts of the body. Um, uh, very, very tough. the uh, Hamas. Very, very difficult questions. The, the Rabbanut had to answer. The Rav Rashi, they asked, these were the questions that they were asking. Uh, the Rav Rashi, Rav Yitzchak Yosef, he published a letter and a notice of the questions they were asking him uh, about burial and in what context are we allowed to delay burial. And in what context are we, do we just have to uh, bury the body? Um, <coughs> but in a general sense, we have to keep in mind that the Jewish law says that when somebody passes away, we have to do the burial immediately. We, we cannot say, yeah, no, let's wait uh, another uh, a couple, few days, another couple of weeks. And No, the, we have to bury as soon as possible, as soon as possible without delay. Shilole hakif. And someone who buries it, the Torah says, "Biyamotik bireno." If the, there's a mitzvah from the Torah to try to bury on the same day, uh, and not to push it off at all, and there's a isur, there's a prohibition, lotalin, not to delay it uh, to a different day. Ela unless it's something that's for the person's honor, but for the person's honor is uh, only for very specific situations um, that we use that. Shelole hakif peat harosh. Uh, means not to uh, get a type of haircut that one fully cuts off all of the hair that's over here above the ear on either side that somebody would cut it and they leave all of the hair in the middle uh, on top of their head the Rambam says and the uh, Rishonim explained that the reason for this the Torah says was the distance from idol worship because the the priests of idol worship, this is the way they would get their hair cut. They would get a haircut by, they would uh, cut the, the portion of their hair that was uh, on the side of the head. Uh, above the ear, that area, they would cut everything and they would leave the center um, as a haircut. And this was a way to distance uh, from Abu Dazara. The Torah says that we cannot get that uh, type of haircut. Uh, and it's based on this prohibition that you, you see sometimes that there's, a, there's some communities that people have the minhag that they grow their peyot. Yeah, from the side, they grow it out very long on the side of their head. So what's, what's the reason that they do it? The reason that they do it is 
we take it a step further. The Torah says don't fully cut off uh, that area. No, we're going to not cut it at all. We're just going to... That part, that part, we're going to allow it to get long and long and long. Uh, you know, sometimes they even you don't see it, but sometimes they uh, they roll it they, they roll it around their ear. Uh, but this is where their custom comes from. This is where it's not required to do that. But this is where their their minhag of those communities comes from to grow the peot. It's another level of distancing from this prohibition of the Torah, not to fully cut from the side and leave the middle. Okay, so, next, next prohibition, and the Torah puts these prohibitions next to Avodah Zarah, next to the prohibition of don't do magic, and next to the, all of the prohibitions of Avodah Zarah. So that's where they learned that these were things of Avodah Zarah. The next one is Omen, our time's almost up. Uh, not to shave the a person's beard with a straight edge. Right? Because also this is, was the way of Odeavodazara. So not to use a, a single edge um, in order to shave the beard. Uh, but huh? hmm? we have to use the machine, exactly. Why what how do we have to shave with a misparaim? Misparaim is um, a machine that works in a scissor-like motion. Uh, you have two edges, and the two edges are going against each other, and that's what's cutting a person's beard. And that way, it's permitted to shave misparaim kantar. But it's also based on this that in some communities, there were Jewish, particularly in the Arabic-speaking uh, Jewish communities, even the Mashadis, even the, the Persians. Uh, if you look in the older generation, many of them grew their beard, right, as another way of distancing from this prohibition. But the halacha is that misparaim to shave with a machine. Uh, is mutar. It's only with a straight edge. The Torah says that we cannot shave uh, with a single straight edge. What if some people can't shave with the machine? It gets ingrown hair and the skin gets irritated. Uh, so the answer is there. There's still ways to do it so that a person won't so get shaving uh, with the Shaving with the prohibition from the Torah comes from avodah zarah. From uh, the Torah says lo tashrit, don't cut off with the beard with a straight edge. Okay. Uh, we'll start the Amen. Amen.